0: Find us on Twitter at SuperflexShow, and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show.
1: You're
2: listening to the Dynasty League Football Podcast, where there is no off-season. Welcome back to another episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Matt Price. With me, as always, Ryan McDowell and Dan Myler. Dan, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm good. Excited for
2: another episode, I guess, huh? Absolutely, Ryan. How about you? Guys? I know you guys are about to go on vacation together, so uh, yep, just like a just goodbye for a week. <laughs> yep, going to Barbados for a weekend. <laughs> sandals, a, a little sandals. retreat. Yep. <laughs> no family uh, vacation.
0: Where my my half of the uh, of the excursion is pretty excited to get out of South Dakota and and go see the McDowell's for for a few days.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're ready too. St. Louis will be fun. This podcast is going to be fun. We've got a good yeah, topic. Today.
2: Uh, let's just get right into it. I am sad I'm going to miss, miss this year's excursion, fellas. Uh, work just didn't work out. But hopefully in 2019 I can join you guys. If, if, you know If I'm still on the pod, if you guys haven't kicked me off by then. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're, so, so this week we're going to go through each NFL roster, actually probably for this episode we're only going to go through 16 of the NFL rosters in the next episode we'll go through the following 16, but we're going to go through the top three players by June ADP on each NFL roster and we're going to tell you which of those threes we're going to buy, which of the three we're going to sell and which of the three we're going to hold. So, Dan, we'll start with you on the Arizona Cardinals. We have David Johnson coming on at the sixth overall player, Christian Kirk as the 66th overall player, and Larry Fitzgerald just by behind him at the 76th overall player. So, which one of these guys are you going to buy? Which one are you going to sell? And which one are you holding?
0: I'm going to buy David Johnson, and it sounds kind of kind of silly to some, I'm sure, but six seems a little low. It seems like we're getting a little bit of a discount based on the injury and, and all the missed time a year ago. So so I'll buy DJ. And then the the choice between Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald is a tough one. I wish Fitzgerald was in the 90s rather than just 10 spots below Christian Kirk. It's kind of the ultimate youth versus veteran question that we have around the league. Every time I'm in a mock or, or an auction or, or, or a draft and look at those two names, I roll my eyes a little bit because it's such a tough Tough question to answer. I guess what I would do is hold Kirk at 66, sell Larry Fitzgerald at 76, and then hope to buy Larry later uh, when I I need him midseason to make a run.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, on, we're on a similar page there, Dan. I, I, to me, Johnson is definitely the hold of the three at six. I think that's a fair spot for him at this point. Like you you mentioned the injury, considering that, considering just how bad this Arizona team is going to be, I think, in, in 2018, that could play a, play a role in his uh, production as well. And, and then looking at the receivers, Kirk and Fitzgerald, yeah, that one's just really team-dependent. It's easy to make a case to buy Fitzgerald uh, if you have a contending team and you're making a run uh, at, at 76 is is a fair price after a, a wide receiver one. In fact, I, I think he was maybe even a top five wide receiver last year overall in, in, in PPR. Yeah, that one's just team-dependent. Since I usually build my team around young players, I would say... Uh, I'll buy Kirk at sixty six and sell Fitzgerald at 76.
2: I think I am on the Ryan side for sure uh, here. Uh, just to put a number on it, guys, uh, what would you be buying or selling those two for,
1: Ryan? The receivers.
2: Yeah, let's let's say that let's just go ahead and assume that all our, all our twenty eighteen rookie auction, rookie drafts and auctions are done. So we're looking at twenty nineteen picks here. So
1: what would you sell Fitz for, and what would you buy Kirk for? Well, I've. I've Spent first round picks in 2018 on Kirk, so if I have a pick that is that, that I feel really confident is going to be a late 2019 pick, I I think that's fair value to uh, to pay for him, and then for Fitzgerald, I think his value's right in the middle of that second round. So really, any future second uh, would probably get it done. But again, it's it's team dependent with both of these guys. Totally. Yeah, I I
0: I tend to build my team a little bit more around veterans than Ryan does. So so it seems like on a true contender where you need that wide receiver three and and perhaps an elite wide receiver three, a guy that you can stick in your lineup this year to, to win a title. I would pay even a high second. I don't know if I'd want to give my first unless I was 100% sure it would end up being the 12th pick. And even then, there are no guarantees. So uh, I, I'm a little bit more confident that that I'd, I'd, I'd give whatever it takes or whatever it takes in reason to get Fitzgerald on a true contender. Uh, as far as Kirk goes, I couldn't agree more. Uh, if it's going to be a late first, I'd be sending that off for Kirk uh, any time.
2: Let's go right back to you, Ryan, with the Atlanta Falcons. We have Julio Jones at 13th overall, Devonta Freeman at 27th overall, and Tevin Coleman at 59th overall. What are you doing with this trio?
1: I'm definitely selling Julio. Um, I, I, I don't think he's done. I think last year with the lack of touchdowns was – a little bit of an aberration, but I do think this is a good time to sell. There's so many young receivers that are that are coming up right behind him, guys like Adams and Allen Robinson, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs. All of those guys are options, and in a lot of those cases, if you're selling, I think you could get one of those guys plus something else for Julio. So Julio would be my sell, Tevin Coleman would be my buy, and I'm holding Devontae Freeman at 27.
0: I had a little bit of trouble with the running backs. I, I definitely agree with Ryan that Julio is is the guy to sell for all the reasons that he mentioned. I went back and forth a little bit between the running backs, but ended up on buying Coleman as well. I think there's a chance that a year from now we're talking about him being the the Jarek McKinnon of 2019 where he lands in, in a really prime spot to, to take on a big role and become a... Uh, Top tier type type running back, so the buying window for Coleman is probably uh, at its peak right now this offseason uh, and or at the end of this off season. And then Freeman, he he's the hold, but but 27 doesn't seem horrible to me. Um, there's there's places where I'd be buying Devonta Freeman at 27 as well because we're doing the buy sell hold thing. He ends up being the hold.
2: Yeah, this one's tough because I do kind of feel like Freeman is a little bit low there, a little bit undervalued, you know, outside of the second round now into that third, early third round. And, you know, just to play devil's advocate with Coleman, what if he ends up in a situation where he's, you know, in a a committee again and not not even the lead back in that committee? So uh, I think a lot of people are counting on that to be like the the Jarek McKinnon of 2019 and that might necessarily happen. So I I, I think I agree with both of you guys, but there is a small part of me that wants to, Hold Jones, buy Freeman, and sell Coleman right now and just get what I can out of him now. But, uh, you know, gun to the head, I'd I, I probably stick with what you guys said. Um, and, and sell Julio, despite I do think he's going to have a bounce back from last year. Even, and even last year wasn't even that bad outside of the touchdowns, honestly. So, uh, but that seems to be the story with Julio every season. Uh, Dan, right back to you with the Ravens. Alex Collins at 68, Michael Crabtree at 92, and Lamar Jackson at 139 overall.
0: This one's pretty difficult for me and I, I definitely knew right away I wanted to either buy or hold Lamar Jackson at one thirty nine. And the other two were a little bit of a question mark. Because I like I said earlier when we were talking about Larry Fitzgerald, I, I, I like those veterans. I like Michael Crabtree. I think he has a has a place on rosters that I construct. He's he's a winner, a guy that you can put in your lineup right away. I want Michael Crabtree on my team. So that makes Alex Collins my sell at 68 because I'd rather buy Lamar Jackson at 139 and hold Michael Crabtree at 92.
1: Yeah, you, you said this was difficult. The, to me, this is the easiest one, at least uh, early in this exercise that we've done so far. Uh, Lamar Jackson at 139 is an, is an easy buy. We know in Dynasty ADP, those quarterbacks are discounted, so... Probably not necessarily a great representation of what you actually have to pay to get Jackson uh, in trade in a dynasty league, but he's certainly the buy for me at 139. I I, I like Collins. I like what we saw last year, but it's it's still a crowded backfield. They've been hesitant to show much confidence in Collins as their starter. Uh, I would certainly sell Collins, hold Crabtree.
2: Yeah, this was easy for me too. Just just like you said, Ryan, sell Collins, hold Crabtree by, Lamar Jackson. I, I I know this is uh, one quarterback ADP, but he seems awfully hard to buy and superflex especially. He went for I think the cheapest he went for in the the three copy auction we just did, uh, including rookies in, in the startup there. Jackson went for the minimum. He went for was about ten percent of the budget. So uh, his his price is definitely. Maybe not reflected on this in terms of super flex value. Um, let's go back to you, Ryan, with the Bills. Ashawn McCoy, 51, Kelvin Benjamin at 121, and Zay Jones at 193. It gets gets ugly real quick here with Ooh, the Bills.
1: It it really does, and this is maybe a reflection of how their season is going to go. I don't want really any part of this roster. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm I'm definitely selling McCoy just because he has the most value and, and maybe could be argued he's the only one with value. Um I will hold Zay Jones. Um uh, I know Dan's been a big fan of Zay Jones. I wasn't really, but at, at this 193 uh, ADP maybe we've gone a little bit too far. He didn't he didn't really get much of a chance in his rookie season to 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 prove anything. So I'm I'm not ready to give up on him even though I wasn't uh, necessarily a fan last year. So I'll sell McCoy. uh, I will buy Zay Jones and I guess I'll hold Kelvin Benjamin.
0: Wow. I I didn't expect it to go that way. (laughs) Ryan, I'm going to, I really wanted to buy LaShawn McCoy because I've, I've been a fan of his for so long, and he's helped me win dynasty championships in the past and and put up so many points for my teams. But the more you stare at the situation that he's in, like you said, Ryan, the more it seems like he's the only show in town and defenses are going to be able to key in on him. Uh, McCoy is still shady and he's still going to have his games, but, but I'm a little bit leery. Um, so I guess that makes McCoy my sell as well. Although, although I like him so much that it's hard to say it. And then you said you're going to buy Zay Jones. Uh, I was actually going to hold Zay Jones because I've been holding on to hope for, for this long already. So I'll continue to hold. Uh, I have him in all my leagues, so I don't have to buy him necessarily. And, and, and then Kelvin Benjamin, 121 seems a little bit low. I'm, I'm not a Benjamin fan at all, but it seems like he should be at the back end of the top 100 rather than at 121. Uh, big receiver, somebody's got to catch some passes over there, and they are going to throw touchdowns. Somebody's got to catch them. So Benjamin seems like a guy that could have a little bit of touchdown upside, at least in the short term, and that, that makes him my buy, although Benjamin and, and Jones are both... Uh, kind of in the same in the same realm there. Uh, I want I want both of them really at the price. I'll just call Jones my hold and, and Benjamin my buy
1: on McCoy. A lot of what we're saying that he's the only show in town and clearly the top weapon on that offense. I certainly don't think he's done. So if if we're looking to sell McCoy, doing that in season is probably a better option than right now um, because I, I do think he's in for another big year in 2018 it just it just might be the last big year so when we're thinking with that dynasty mindset either now or sometime in the middle of the season might be our last chance to really cash out right and and just because he's a
0: sell in this exercise doesn't mean you should say take 90 cents on the dollar or anything like that you should still get something good and there are obviously still times to buy LaShawn McCoy on a true contender if the price is right he he belongs on those types of teams
2: See that that that's all why I am holding McCoy because I I feel like if you own McCoy right now you're not going to get what you what you think you should get for him selling him and I think a lot of people aren't going to buy him for what you think they should be buying him for because he's old right he's he's got one year left yada yada so for that reason I'm holding I just don't think you can get fair value for the production he's going to put up this year um, and then I'll buy Kelvin Benjamin because. Other than him, other than McCoy and Charles Clay, I think he's the only really show in town, and whatever that is, I don't know. But it seems like some volume's going to go his way, and I think I've I've given up on, on Zay Jones. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dan. <laughs> he can uh, try to kick his way out of another window somewhere else. I guess we'll go right back to you, Dan, for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at 19 overall, DJ Moore at 58, and Devin Funches at 64. Uh,
0: if, this one's a pretty easy one for me. I'm going to buy DJ Moore all day at 58. I, I love Moore and his upside, and I like him being inside that offense. Uh, I think he easily surpasses Devin Funchess as that top target, maybe not in his rookie year, but it won't take long after that before he's the number one guy in Carolina. That makes McCaffrey my hold at 19. Uh, that seems about right for him. And then Funchess... Uh, on the slide on the backside, he's on the, he's on the downhill slide of this whole deal for me with Moore in town and, and some of those other weapons, He'd be my sell at 64. I, if, if it comes to, I'm on the clock in the, in the, at, at around 60 and Moore and funches are both on the clock and the top wide receiver options. And I'm looking at that position. I'm easily taking DJ Moore. Uh, the six, six spots, representation between the difference of the two doesn't seem like enough to me I'd I'd much rather have more on my teams
1: yeah I got to the same uh the same point as far as more as my buy Funchess as my sell and holding McCaffrey at 19 but I, I did think this one was uh, a little bit tougher I think you could make a case to sell McCaffrey at 19 as well um, but in the end I'll agree with you Dan
2: yeah, I'm going to go ahead and buy McCaffrey. He's my running back seven. <laughs> I know it's probably bad in terms of value. Obviously, he's the most valuable piece here, but uh, I, I just think his floor is so safe, and I think he's going to be that safe for forever, basically. So, And I think he's going to get more work between the tackles than we necessarily think he he might this season, which leaves me. DJ Moore is, is not my wide receiver one in this class, so I'm going to go ahead and sell him. And I guess I'm holding Funchess. I don't really... I don't really think he's a wide receiver one, but I think he he does have, you know, that mid-wide receiver two upside, depending on how they use more there. So uh, I think that's the way I'm going to go. It may be a mistake, but I got to buy McCaffrey everywhere I can. So uh, we'll go on to the Bears with Ryan Allen Robinson at 25, Jordan Howard at 34, and Tariq Cohen at 82.
1: Yeah, this is another good one. Um, The the easy part is Jordan Howard at 34. Sell, 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 sell. I can't believe he's still in the third round of our ADP. So that's the easy part. I like the value of both of the other guys. Uh, uh, Allen Robinson at 25, Cohen at 82. I've said a couple of times, I think, on podcast and and just in some conversations that I've been surprised Allen Robinson hasn't cracked the second round of our ADP. He's just outside it right now as the 25th overall player. But then when you look at those names ahead of him, there there aren't very many that are easy calls to move him ahead of. It, and it, it just simply shows uh, how much talent there is in those top 25 or 30 players right now. Or maybe since Howard is 34, maybe we can say the top 33 players. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll make Allen Robinson my hold. Tariq Cohen, my buy, and Jordan Howard, my sell.
0: Yeah, Cohen. If it weren't for him being all the way down at eighty-two, which seems, seems ridiculous to me, really, he, he should fall somewhere in the in the high fifties or low fifties and 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 early sixties. It seems like to me, Cohen is the best value among these three Chicago Bears, so he's my buy as well, and for all the reasons that Ryan mentioned, Robinson is my hold. I I really wanted, I think everybody, all our listeners have heard me talk about Robinson enough to know that I'm a fan. I'm I'm a believer that he's going to do big things, in chicago but i I wanted to make him my buy but with cohen so low in that adp i just had to go with him like ryan said howard is the easy sell among these players it's not we're not too far away from from cohen moving up this list the adp list that is and howard moving down
2: yeah no disagreement here completely agree howard sell robinson hold tariq cohen bye 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 ryan the cincinnati Bengals. Sorry, no, we're going back to Dan now. Cincinnati Bengals, A.J. Green at 20, Joe Mixon at 23, and John Ross at 137. Wow, that falls off of a cliff.
0: Yeah, there's a big cliff, and that made it difficult, really. Every time I see the name John Ross, I kind of roll my eyes, and like, man, how did some of us fall for that whole thing? And I'm glad I didn't, because I, I just can't get on board with the speed and all the good things that people said coming out of out of college, so he's my easy sell, which makes AJ Green at twenty and Joe Mixon at twenty-three the contenders for the for the buy and the hold. Uh, it was a little bit difficult. I I like I like AJ Green at twenty. That's not too bad. But when you look at the ADP and see the wide receivers below him, it's easy to find other names that you feel pretty good about, including Allen Robinson, who's a who's a few spots behind him. So when I do that, that that makes me think AJ Green is probably my hold and makes Joe Mixon my buy at 23, although I don't feel super great about any of them.
1: No, I I was going to say, I don't think there's a buy among this group. And when you think about their other pieces, there's no
0: cheating here, Ryan. You have to choose one.
1: <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get okay. there eventually. But Talk even yourself through it. When you think about their other pieces on offense, Andy Dalton, Tyler Eifert. I wish we saw Giovanni Bernard on here. Maybe Matt, did you did you screw this up? Maybe Gio belongs on here. Um, Gio would certainly be my buy. But since we have to pick one of these three guys. Um, I am going to say, I'm actually going to say John Ross is the buy because I think he's, he's nearly worthless now. Uh, I think you can, you can buy him maybe for a late third round or maybe even cheaper. So, uh, obviously that first round pedigree and he does have the speed, which wasn't enough as a rookie to, uh, to draw me towards picking him or, or liking him at all. But at this value, I'll say I'll buy John Ross. Uh, I want to sell both the other two guys, A.J. Green, for a lot of the same reasons uh, that I said for, uh, for Julio Jones. I think they're at similar points in their career. And Joe Mixon, I just think, is, is being overvalued in the second round. Uh, if I have to pick one, I'm going to hold A.J. Green at 20 and sell Joe Mixon at 23. Geo
0: Bernard actually came in at 140, so only a few spots oh, below John Ross from getting a true it. buy. I, it's interesting that you called Ross your buy, and it's obviously value-based, and every player has a value, Ryan, as you've said many times. I, I just couldn't make myself do it in this case, especially when just a few minutes ago we were talking about Zay Jones— who had a similar rookie season and, and all the ups and downs, and is way down at 193. So when I compare those two, I would much rather have Zay Jones in a vacuum. And then when you get him 60 picks later, it, it feels even better. So I, I, I just couldn't make Ross anything more than myself.
1: Yeah, I think
2: you're forgetting draft capital. John Ross was what was he the ninth overall play overall selection?
1: So
0: maybe you're fitting that. And Zay Jones slid all the way to something like thirty-seven.
1: I uh, I don't want either one of these guys in in reality. Neither one are players that I'm making offers for in my league. And I feel really good right now because both of those guys were players that I avoided last year while Dan was drafting. Oh, let's go for Ryan. uh yeah
2: i've I've gotten called out by a few people because I think we've said on this show before that you know if you want to buy John Ross, you probably get him for a third, and I've had people tell me that there's no way they've tried to buy him for a third, so maybe we're, really? we're we maybe we maybe people that drafted him are still holding on like they're just you know maybe this is more of you know industry kind of leagues I guess where we we're too smart to sell him that low, I guess maybe except for Dan is selling him, so maybe maybe you can't buy him for a third from Dan. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree with what Ryan said. I'm selling Mixon because I think he's overvalued. I'm holding AJ Green because I think he's going to bounce back. And I guess I'm going to buy John Ross, hopefully for a third, but, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Ryan to you with the Browns Jarvis Landry at 37, Nick Chubb at 42 and Josh Gordon at 44 tightly packed here.
1: Yeah, it is that in, and the Browns continue to be the team with the most players inside the top 100. I think they had six players. In the top 100 of our ADP, which um, oftentimes surprises people based on their their record the past few years, but obviously they acquired Landry, acquired Chubb, and and a few other players that have some nice dynasty value. Uh, I've stalled long enough. Um, I think I'm I think I'm going to sell Landry at 37. Ooh, no, I'm going to sell Gordon at 44. Uh, just just can't trust him. I think he's being overvalued. So sell Gordon, buy Nick Chubb at 42, and hold Jarvis Landry. Oh, I, When you said
0: you were going to sell Landry, I nodded my head because uh, we're going to be different this time, but then you changed it <laughs> to exactly what I was going to do. Gordon is the easy sell for me. Uh, I, again, I can't trust him either, and I'll, I'll buy Chubb. I'll, I'll buy in that, that he grabs hold of that job. Uh, sooner rather than later. And then Landry is, is the easy hold, really, for me, uh, of these choices because that that upside might not be nearly as high as some of the other receivers, especially around his ADP, but his floor is high enough that he seems like a guy that has slid in ADP just enough that he's a guy I've won on my team. In fact, I have him on a couple of teams for the first time this offseason because he's no longer looked at it that as that wide receiver one, that guy who catches 120 passes and, and could possibly catch double-digit touchdowns someday. He's looked at as he he truly is. And even in Cleveland, I I, I kind of like what what they're doing there and, and what he's going to represent for that team so he's an easy hold for me.
2: This one's tough. I, I'm a Landry guy, but I think I agree with – no, Ryan said he's going to sell Gordon. Never mind. So I guess, I guess we, none of us agree on this one because I think I am going to sell Landry just because he does hold the most value. I'm going to hold Chubb because I think he takes that job eventually. And I'm, I'm kind of buying it out of the Josh Gordon hype lately, I must say. I've, uh, if you haven't done so, uh, Matt Waldman over at Football Guys, he wrote a really nice article on, on Josh Gordon last week or the week before something like that. I'm not going to say that completely influenced my opinion, but I just think the upside is still there. They have the number one quarterback in the 2018 draft. They have Tyrod, who made Sammy Watkins a wide receiver one for a stretch. So I'm, I'm kind of excited with what Gordon could be, and I think he probably has the highest upside between he and Landry. So I'll buy Gordon, sell Landry, and hold on Chubb. And we'll be right back after a word from Reality Sports
3: Online. Hi there. This is Tom Kislingberry of the Read and React podcast. Have you ever wished you could be an NFL general manager? I know that's what I do. I play fantasy football because I like feeling like I'm in control of a team. And now you can feel that better than ever before with Reality Sports Online. It's a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team just like an NFL general manager does. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel so you know it's accurate and detailed and good features a revolutionary free agency auction room where you can have realistic decisions instead of just the highest uh, annual amount or the highest total amount so it totally mimics nfl free agency It enables nfl fancy owners to negotiate and sign the top talent single or multi-year contracts in a realistic way the platform can host up to 32 teams just like the nfl and it's got tons of other really cool features it's got rookie draft multi-team trades franchise tax, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contracts, salary cap functionality, much, much more. If an NFL general manager does this, then RSO has probably got it too. Test your general manager skills for free at realitysportsonline.com in a mock-free agency auction. If you like what you see, if it feels realistic, if it's great, then use the promo code DLF10, that is DLF10, and receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at com.
2: And we're back with Dan and the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott at fourth overall, Michael Gallup at 88, and Alan Hearns at 131. So
0: because Elliott's so high and he is an impact player and all those things, I'm I'm holding Elliott. It seems like the obvious way to go to me um, I, I tried to come up with a way to sell him. And the, the best path I got to was that, you know, we talked about David Johnson earlier at six. If, if you could sell Elliot and go down to Johnson and get something else, maybe he becomes the sell. But because these other two options are not very enticing, at least to me, uh, he, he falls into the hold category. Michael Gallup at 88 becomes the buy for me. Even though I'm, I'm not all that high on, on his immediate upside, I don't think he's going to step in immediately and be that number one wide receiver for the Cowboys, and that translates into a wide receiver two for dynasty owners. Um, I think he has a chance to, to become something more than, than just a role player or, or a player that... Uh, sits at the end of Dynasty Benches. So I'll make him my sell, or excuse me, my buy, and then Alan Hearns becomes my sell. He's just so hard to trust to stay healthy. Even though he's way down there at 131 and there is some upside, big if he stays healthy, uh, I I just can't trust it. So he becomes my sell. But honestly, I could be talked out of of this list because I I don't really feel that great about the options here.
2: Dan, what are you going to take for Hearns? Like any third? Any nineteenth third? Yeah, probably. You end up taking,
0: especially if you think it could be a high third or or if you could talk somebody into, taking a lo- into it being a low second uh, with the potential to be more than that. That would feel really
2: good, I guess.
1: I agree with Dan's list, and I think you could actually get a little more for Hearns than that. I think uh, if you get lucky, maybe, well, at least packaging Hearns and a third for a second would probably be, uh, the, the play I would go for, uh, he, he you know, I,
0: I looked through the ADP here, Ryan with Hearns and looked at names around his, and it, it was difficult for me to get inside these dynasty owners brains as why he got picked where he did with other wide receivers like Dante Pettis and Pierre Garcon and, and Kenny Stills and Richard Matthews. Those are the nearest four receivers in ADP. And it's, it's an easy slam dunk to make Hearns the last guy among them. So it, it was difficult for me to find that. But if you're saying that a lot of guys will, or a lot of owners will jump at the chance to add Hearns, maybe it's because of the lack of depth or probably is because of the lack of depth in Dallas. I, I guess I, I should have been on board with that early so I could sell them now.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if people are jumping at the chance to get him, but I, I do think a lot of people are looking at both of these receivers and thinking what you said earlier about uh, about the Buffalo situation. Somebody has to catch the ball. Dez is gone, and Witten's gone, and Terrence Williams just isn't very good. So here come these two new wide receivers, and, and Hearns does have uh, a productive season under his belt, although that was – three or four years ago now and uh, since then he's only dealt with injuries so if I'm picking between the two I'm easily taking Gallup and I agree with you I'm I'm taking whatever I can get for Hearns I just think that you might be able to find uh, a willing buyer see if I can buy Hearns for a mid-third
2: I don't know I might I might do that and I, if I can cash in on the rookie hype on Gallup and kind of play up the fact that he's going to be the guy right away, uh, like like some people are saying, then, you know, and I can I can cash in on him and, and end up with a with a late 2019 first for, for Gallup. I don't hate that at all. And I, I don't think you can really do anything other than hold Elliott unless, like you said earlier, Dan, you can kind of kind of shift down one notch in that uh and, and that ranking there and go down to david johnson or something and pick up i don't know like a second rounder on top of them or something like that i actually kind of prefer david johnson honestly so if you can find someone that would do that straight up and you want to get out of elliot then then uh, i wouldn't mind that either um, but let's move on to the denver broncos ryan we have royce freeman at 50 Demarius thomas thomas at 55 and Cortland Sutton at 72 overall
1: yeah, this is uh, another pretty easy one for me. I'm I'm buying Sutton at 72. Uh, I do think he's probably a year away from really giving us much production. I think we'll see a little bit of a redshirt year in 2018 as he uh, sits behind Thomas. I'm going to hold Thomas at that 55 number and sell Royce Freeman at 50. Uh, the only hesitation I would have with that is uh, I do think we're going to see some nice production from Freeman based on his opportunity. So I think um, if you're like me and you don't trust him for the long term, I think you'll have a better selling window uh, in season or maybe even after the season. Uh, but he's he is a guy I would be looking to cash out on eventually.
0: I had similar thoughts about the group. Sutton was the easy buy for me as well. But I had a little more trouble choosing my my sell and my hold out of the group. Uh, Demarius Thomas seems like a bargain to me at this ADP because it's rare that you can find a wide receiver his age with so many seasons of big production at an ADP that, that lands outside of the top four rounds. So, I, I really didn't want to make him my sell. And that, that's why I leaned, just like Ryan, towards Freeman as my sell and and share the, the same thoughts on Freeman that, that I really don't want to sell him today. Uh, he might be a future sell more than an immediate sell. And then make Thomas my hold because it seems like, like I said before, with those big seasons in his past, I want that guy on my roster at, at an ADP of 55.
2: Yeah, I, I differ from you guys again. I'm I'm happy to sell Sutton right now because I don't think he's going to get a whole lot of playing time in year one, which to me, you know, maybe, maybe the value doesn't fall a, 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 a ton of the way down down the board. But I do think he is cheaper next season. So if I really like Sutton, then maybe you buy him, you know, next offseason or right after the season. And I'm going to hold Thomas because I don't think you're going to get what his production is, is going to give you this season. And then I'll buy Freeman. I think he's my... Really is my second or third. Actually, he was my 104 in rookie drafts, so I guess he's my fourth running back there. So I'm happy to go ahead and buy Freeman at that price. Uh, Let's move on to the Detroit Lions, Dan. Golden Tate at 52, Marvin Jones at 57, and on Johnson at 61. Again, tightly packed here.
0: Yeah, tightly packed and another tough one for me. uh, The two wide receivers, Tate and Jones, although I like both of them on my team, it's hard for me to differentiate the two. They seem like two peas in a pod and, and having one of them either one is just fine for me. So so that made me lean immediately towards making them my my buy and my hold because they're so similar. But when you add carry on Johnson at 61, that that makes things dicey a little bit, at least for me. Um, if I had to choose, like you said earlier, Matt, gun to your head, I think I lean towards the stability of Golden Tate and those, those 100 catches year in and year out and and all the good things that Tate does while still bringing five or six or eight touchdowns per year. I lean towards him. So I guess I'll make Tate my hold, which makes Jones my sell and carry on Johnson my buy. And Johnson at 61... Feels okay. That seems like about where he should be, which which makes me feel like I should be holding him as well. It feels like the lines are a bunch of holds, and and and, and I'm, I don't want to sell or buy any of them. But <laughs> but I I guess I'll I'll settle in on the young guy being my buy with Carrion Johnson.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think you're spot on that all three of these ADPs are very fair for these players. Uh, none seem egregious really in either direction. So they all do kind of feel like holds, uh, but golden Tate is he's 29 already. I, I was looking at the age of players in our top 100 and there are several 29 year olds. We've, uh, some of the guys we've already talked about, including, uh, including Julio Jones and, and of course Tate, and there's several others as well, mostly wide receivers. But there's very few 30-year-olds in that ADP. So maybe this group of wide receivers is, uh, is going to kind of buck that trend this time next year. And they're all going to stay in the top 100. But I think what's maybe more likely is that we see big falls for these guys. Um, and I think Golden Tate is, is a possible guy who could really drop down the board. Um, so he's going to be my sell. Sell carry on johnson will be my buy again just kind of leaning more towards the youth and i I do think comparing his adp to freeman uh, you can get carry on around later it looks like and then i'll i'll just hold marvin jones
2: yeah i fall in line with ryan there i think tate and jones are similar you know tate scott is one year older like ryan said Jones at 28, Tate at 29. You know, Tate, like you said, Dan, probably offers a little bit more stability week to week, but Jones may be a little bit of a higher big game upside. And then, yeah, Johnson at, at 61 has got to be the buy for, for me as well. Ryan, right back to you with the Packers. Adams at 15, Rogers at 45, and Aaron Jones at 83rd
1: overall. Uh, th- this one is fun. Again, I-, I feel like all the ADPs are, are fair and uh, it- kind of in the right range for each of these players. Uh, I'm going to make Aaron Jones my sell. Uh, I'm just-, just not quite confident that he'll be able to, to take that job and-, and hold on to that job. So I'll sell Jones. I will, I will buy Aaron Rodgers at 45 and I'll hold Adams. You're going to buy a quarterback and one quarterback? It's Aaron Rodgers, man. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna buy Aaron Rodgers
0: too because yeah. he's Aaron Rodgers. Wow. And uh I, I kinda wanted to buy Aaron Jones, really. It it seems like eighty three seems a tad low. I, I went into the ADP and, and found five or six names real close to his but above his that I would definitely move him over. But I, I didn't I didn't feel the need or the urge to move him up drastically enough to make him my buy. So when you compare him then quickly to Devontae Adams at 15, which seems awfully fair to me, and I like that upside that Adams brings, it makes Adams my hold as well. So so Jones becomes my sell, even though I I really want to hold him as well. And, and lean towards even buying at 83 because of those running backs above him in the ADP.
2: Yeah, I'm completely different from you guys again. <laughs> Devontae Adams, I don't know what that means. Probably probably on the wrong side if it's two against one, but I'm going to go ahead and still buy Adams. Like I, I think 15 is a completely reasonable price. I think it could easily end up as a top-five wide receiver next season with a full healthy year with Rodgers. And because it's one quarterback, I'll go ahead and take the, the mid-to-late first round for, for Aaron Rodgers and, and then buy Phillip Rivers or something for a second-round pick. And I'm going to go ahead and hold Aaron Jones because I just – I keep going back and forth on these guys. I started out when they were both drafted last season. I was a Jamal Williams guy. I was kind of a Jamal Williams guy all of last season. And now this offseason, I've been kind of going back to Jones – Um, but you know, lately there's been some more buzz, a positive buzz about Jamal Williams since he's the the best pass blocker of the bunch, uh, the better receiver of of the two as well. So, uh, I kind of go back and forth there. So I think I'm going to go hold Aaron Jones at this point. I I bought a lot of copies this, this off season, but, uh, at this point I think I am, I'm done buying him right now. So back to the Texans, Ryan, uh, back to the Texans, Dan DeAndre Hopkins at three overall Deshaun Watson at 53 and and Will Fuller at uh, 62 overall.
0: Uh, the easiest sell of this exercise for me is Will Fuller at sixty-two. I think I think if you can get a similar player in ADP as Will Fuller for him right now, and and you like that player, you should be doing it. Uh, seems like an obvious choice. the The DeAndre Hopkins Deshaun Watson question is a tough one for me because Watson's at fifty-three and and all the youth involved there. Um, I think I lean towards Deshaun Watson being my buy, and that makes DeAndre Hopkins at three my hold, even though I really strongly feel that Hopkins and Beckham at the top are the obvious two choices. And there were a few instances in in our most recent ADP where Hopkins slid to third, uh, even though he went first a couple times and, and second another time. I, I, I just scratched my head at it a little bit thinking... I love Todd Gurley as much as the next guy, but it's it's clear to me that Hopkins be all the things that he does, the combination of getting down the field and the physical play and the, and the red zone presence and and all the targets he gets and will continue to get. Now getting Deshaun Watson back, man, I want that guy on every team, no matter what it costs. I I, I have a hard time believing he's the he's the number
1: three pick overall in any startup. Uh, so we've actually started our July mock drafts and he's fallen even further than that. I think he fell to six in one of our, uh, one of our mocks. So um, that's, it's time to buy Hopkins. I just called him the hold. It's time to buy him right now. (laughs) Go buy him. So this is, this is another one where we differ. Uh, I think, I think there's an easy sell here, but I think it's Deshaun Watson. Um, He's I think he's the quarterback three in this, in this ADP. And it it was very close with uh, he and Wentz and Russell Wilson, but he came in ahead of those guys, I believe. So if that's, if that's the case, I'm selling Watson again, going back to Matt's one quarterback league mindset as well. Um, I actually kind of like Fuller at 62 overall. Um, He's a player that I've kind of been back and forth on throughout his, his short career, but um, seeing what he did with, with Deshaun Watson was amazing. No way he can keep that pace up, obviously, but um, he is going to be a deep target, the, the, the clear deep target for Watson in that Texans offense. And then I will hold DeAndre Hopkins.
2: Yeah, this one is is tough. Uh, I I do want to sell Watson, but I think I want to sell Fuller more like Dan. Um, I do think that he's getting a bit of a value bump based on that ridiculous efficiency that he did display with Watson. And I'm probably alone on this. And and Kevin O'Brien, we had a, a little bit of a back and forth on Twitter about Kiki Cutie and Will Fuller. But I think Watson is going to really like having Kiki Cutie around. And that spread offense back at Clemson, you know, he targeted the slot quite a bit. Uh, and he's getting really a perfect slot, a perfect complement to this offense right now with Fuller and Hopkins on the outside. So uh, I do think Cutie's going to going eat into Fuller's production a little bit this season. So I'll sell Fuller. I will hold Watson because I, I, I agree I don't think he's going to do what um, – what he what he did last season with that nine percent touchdown rate um but uh i i, I want to see what what he's going to do next especially with another year and then really building the offense around him for 2018 and then hopkins if he's down to down to sixth overall yeah i'm, I'm buying that <laughs> um, so we'll go back to ryan now with the indianapolis colts ty hilton at 36 marlon Mack at 86 and andrew luck at 117
1: Um, yeah, I just want to sell them all. I don't like, I don't like any of those ADPs. I will buy Andrew Luck at 117. I definitely have concerns about, uh, about him and, uh, and his health, but we've heard at least some, some good news lately that he's throwing, he's pain-free things like that. So hopefully for him, for the Colts and, and, for us as fans, we can see a healthy Andrew Luck. So I'll buy Andrew Luck, I will sell Marlon Mack, and I'll hold T.Y. Hilton at 36.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting one because it seems like Hilton holding Hilton at 36 depends on Luck outperforming his 117 ADP. It seems that way to me. I, I, I've said in the past that I just can't trust Luck, and all the news is good, and... It feels, it feels like things are on the uptick and, and, and things are, are getting better and we're going to see Andrew Luck this year. But it seemed like we were at that point a couple times in the past year and a half or so. I think his ADP has dropped enough that I feel like, and the news is good enough, that I feel like Luck is in the hold department for me now. So me and Ryan are going to differ on this one. And, and that kind of makes T.Y. Hilton my cell. At 36, because although he has the upside, all the question marks surrounding Luck and Hilton himself and and Hilton's age uh, make him the lowest one on, on this totem pole for me. And Marlon Mack at 86... It seems like, to me like he's the guy that's going to get the first crack at this offense, and they're going to want to run the ball, whether it's Andrew Luck or anybody else, really, under center for the Colts. I'm a believer that Mac is going to grab hold of this job. I've bought him in a few places this offseason. Not sure that I paid 86 ADP-type prices. Uh, it seemed like I got a better price than that, but it, it, it really by default makes mac my my buy of this group
2: I've I've got to buy Hilton because he's coming in at his basically his lowest ADP since 2014 at this point so I think the upside is there he finished as uh, with with 1400 yards just two years ago I, th- I think the upside for him to still be there he's right in the prime range for wide receiver production at 28 years old and so if if luck is back I think he's going to pick up right where he left off uh, I will sell luck because one quarterback and I will hold Marlon Mack just because <laughs> I don't really know how they're going to do I don't really know what they're going to do with with the running back situation there but it certainly seems like Mack has the 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 shot at being the lead guy to start to start the season at the at the earliest. So I'm gonna hold him by Hilton and Selvuk. If
0: listeners are keeping score, they all got one vote for all three between the yep, three of yep. us. So we gave we painted a clear picture. Yep, you absolutely. know who to go get. No. <laughs>
2: uh yeah, that's that's how it goes sometimes. So even even the the quote unquote uh i hate the word expert but whatever you want to call us we disagree sometimes too uh right back to you dan with the jaguars uh leonard fournette at 17 marquise lee 128 and dd westbrook at 159 again uh one one stud and then two guys that nobody really wants what are you doing here ugh i i kind of want to sell them all four fournette is a a tad high for me
0: Marquise Lee is hard to trust, and DD and Westbrook has, has enough question marks around him as well. I, you know, I, I like to build my teams around guys who can have huge weeks, and, and of this group, obviously, Fournette is the only guy that can do it. I, I, I'm not paying top 17 overall player prices for Fournette, though. So I guess it makes Fournette my hold because I can't make him my sell. It makes Marquise Lee... It makes Marquise Lee my sell, I guess. I, I'm trying to talk myself into something. I'll sell Lee because I can't trust him, and I'll make D.D. Westbrook my buy because he has the lowest ADP of all of them. That's oh. not a good reason.
1: That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm paying top 17 prices for Fournette either, but looking at the ADP, he he has fallen behind some of the other... Um, sophomore running backs that that were so productive, and I, I really I really don't know why. I mean, we saw the injury to Cook. We saw we saw McCaffrey basically serve as as a slot receiver, which which is great for for PPR purposes. But Fournette is is kind of in the the same range as these guys, and then obviously Hunt and and Kamara have uh, have jumped him with their big rookie seasons and deservedly so um so i'm gonna make Fournette my buy and then I, I want out on dd westbrook no matter what i'm getting uh easily sell for any third maybe even a fourth so dd's my sell, and i'll hold marquise lee yeah i agree
2: with ryan i i don't want to buy or hold the other two <laughs> That's <laughs> really so. I want to buy Fournette. I I think I've been down on him compared to the consensus, but you know they added Norwell, so I think there is some some room for him to to increase his value a little bit coming at a running back nine and June ADP. So uh, I could easily see him having a better season than hook or hunt, you know, maybe one of these older guys that, the, that maybe David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell falls out, who knows? Um, so I do think there's some, some room for him to, to increase his value a little bit. So I'll buy Fournette. I'll hold Lee because I think he's the only wide receiver that's going to have any, any kind of consistent production on that team and whatever I can get for Westbrook at this point is, is fine. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to our last team for this episode, the Kansas City Chief. Ryan, uh, we will go to uh, – got Cream Hunt at 14th overall, Tyreek Hill at 21st overall, and Travis Kelsey at 29th overall, three players inside the top 30.
1: Yeah, I, I love the talent on this team. Um, so Tyreek Hill is certainly my buy. I think he's, he's still being undervalued. When you look at some of the other receivers, like like the guys we've talked about, Adams, and uh, and those guys nearing that first-round range, I think you can make a case for Hill versus guys like Amari Cooper and Mike Evans that we haven't talked about, and, and both of those guys are uh, usually ahead of him in ADP as well. So Hill is the buy. That's the easy one for me. I, I don't really want to sell any of these players. I am going to... I'm gonna hold Kareem Hunt and sell Travis Kelsey. I, I think Kelsey is still viewed as like this young tight end he came he came in the league um, as a little bit of an older rookie and then he had the, the injury his first year but I, I believe he's actually the same age as, as Gronkowski even though he his, his career has been a little bit shorter uh, he, he's not that young tight end that's gonna that's gonna be around for another 10 years
0: i'm gonna echo what ryan said for for a little bit different reasons tyreek hill is my buy as well for the same reasons i guess i really like hunt and like him at his buying point um at 14 kind of for the same reasons you guys were talking about with fournette i think there's a little bit of room to grow i don't know if that necessarily exists quite as much with fournette so that makes Hunt my hold. And then Kelsey, the reason I make him my sell is probably because of Gronkowski. Kelsey had this year that, that he had the bigger bigger season The Gronk, put up bigger fantasy numbers, and now it's it's as if dynasty owners just want to go by the, the scoring from a year ago mm-hmm. and immediately make Kelsey the the number one tight end. And I just can't get on board with that. Gronk has done it so many times that I'd much rather have Gronk a few picks later, uh, six picks later, according to ADP, than, than Kelsey. Um, in a vacuum, I'm still taking Gronk, so that makes Kelsey a little bit less valuable than, than what the, the group, the ADP, suggests.
2: Yeah, I am different from you guys. I will hold Kelsey because Titan is a crap show, and Kelsey has been the tight end one the last two seasons. Now, I do think that all of these passing weapons, both, well, all of these, both Kelsey and Hill both see a little bit of dip in production in, in 2018, whether you want to say it's because of the new quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, whether you want, you want to see it because Sammy Watkins is coming to town. Uh, whatever reason, I think that the, the the passing numbers, the passing pie is going to be spread out more and you have that inexperienced quarterback. So I think both of these come down, it's come down a little bit, but I do want to hold Kelsey just because if I have Kelsey, then I don't have to worry about tight end. He's 28, uh, you know, six months to a year younger than Gronk. I think he's going to play till 33, 34 pretty easily. So I feel pretty good about just holding there. Uh, I am going to sell Hill. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about this ad nausea in the last several weeks on this podcast. We've had, we've had fights about it. I just, I just don't think he's going to pull off the same efficiency and I don't think his target work, uh, his workload is going to increase. So uh, I just don't see him repeating what he did last season. Um, and, uh, that that makes me buy Kareem Hunt, I guess. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily looking to buy Kareem Hunt. I do think he had an amazing season, but I think he might be due for a little bit of regression too. But uh, running backs are, are, are hot right now. So I'm going to and, and go ahead and buy Hunt, sell Hill, and hold on to Kelsey. And that's going to do it for episode 313 of the DLF podcast. We will hit the next 16 teams by alphabetical order next week. For Dan, for Ryan, and for me and the DLF podcast, we'll catch you next time.